Good evening. Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 17. Tonight, we will be looking at the fourth thing we need as humans. We've already covered three. We have looked at how we need faith, faith in Jesus Christ or saving faith. We have looked at how our faith needs to work, how we need to have working faith. So we need saving faith and working faith, and faith is the basis of our spiritual life. Then we looked at how we need Jesus Christ, and we need the cross of Jesus Christ, and you can't separate cross, the cross and Christ. Because it is our faith in Christ and what he accomplished on the cross that saves us. We need to have faith in those things. And then this morning we looked at the third thing, which was the blood of Christ, the blood he shed on the cross. How we need to have faith in his work on the cross, how we need to have faith in his shed blood, because... That is the blood of the sacrifice, the atoning sacrifice that God provided for our sins. So it is what he accomplished on the cross that shed blood and our faith in him and his blood that saves us. And that leads us to the fourth thing we need as humans. And in reality, this could have been the first thing that we could have looked at. It could have been the second thing we looked at. And what we need is repentance. Turning from sin and turning to Jesus Christ. If you would, look at Acts 17, verse 30. It's written, And the time of this ignorance God regarded not, but now he admonisheth all men everywhere to repent. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would just bless the reading of your word. Just be with us tonight, Lord, as we worship. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us, that you would overshadow us with your love and watch care. And Lord, I just thank you for this day that you provided. Thank you, Lord, for the sunshine as well as the rain. And Lord, I just thank you for all the blessings that you have given us. And Lord, at this time, again, we lift up those that could not make it tonight, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight. Just speak through me and give me the words to say that it would just touch and edify those that are here. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. And again, Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, you would speak to their hearts. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, when we look at this verse, this verse is part of Paul's address to the men at Athens. And when we look at Paul's address to the Athenians, he was talking about idolatry. Because the Athenians had put all these different altars up. And each one was to a specific god. 
But then they had one altar that they had marked to the unknown God. And they did that so they would not leave out, you know, they wouldn't neglect worshiping one of the gods. So they had an altar to the unknown God. And then Paul uses this altar as a way to present the gospel to the Athenians. Basically, he was proclaiming who that unknown God was, and he was saying the unknown God, the one they didn't know, was the one true God. Now, notice what Paul writes in our key verse. And the time of this ignorance God regarded not, but now he admonisheth all men everywhere to repent. Now, we're not going to look at the first part of that verse because that deals with Gentile idolatry during the times of the Old Testament and how, you know, Paul says that God pretty much winked at it. That could be an entire sermon on its own. So we're not going to look at that. What I want to look at is what is in place now. And what is in place now is the second part of that verse where Paul writes, but now he admonisheth all men everywhere to repent. He admonisheth all men everywhere to repent. Now, what is repentance? What does it mean to repent? Basically, what repentance means is that you turn from a specific course you are on and you turn away from that, and you turn to a different course. In terms of our spiritual life, and what God is admonishing us to do, it means that we turn from sin, and we turn to Jesus Christ. Basically, we're turning from that course of sin that we're on, and what that leads to, which ultimately leads to spiritual death, eternity in hell, and we are turning from that course and we are turning to Jesus Christ. So we turn from sin and turn to Jesus Christ. And when you look at salvation and everything that the Bible tells us about salvation, Salvation cannot happen without repentance. It's impossible for salvation to come about without repentance. And think about it. We have looked at faith. And this is why I said this sermon could have been the first one I preached. We've looked at faith. Faith being the basis of our spiritual life, we receive Christ by faith. And in faith, we what? we turn to Jesus Christ. Part of repentance. Our faith points us to Christ. Now, where do we get our faith? We get our faith from God. 
Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God gives us the faith to turn to Christ. Just as God calls us to repent. We're convicted of our sins, convicted by the Holy Spirit. And in that conviction, we turn from sin and we turn to Jesus Christ, God pulling us towards him. Now, this happens through faith. In faith, we turn to Christ. And this act of turning, again, cannot happen without repentance. Now, what we are saying is, in a sense, we are turning from sin and turning to the Savior. That's all repentance is. That's all we're saying. But it comes through faith. It comes through faith. In faith, we are acknowledging and believing on what Christ accomplished on the cross. In faith, we are putting our trust in his shed blood. In faith, we're saying that we're turning from sin and turning to Jesus Christ. It's an act of faith. We're basically saying that everything Christ did is sufficient. It's sufficient for our salvation. And what we do is we place our faith, hope, and our trust in Jesus Christ. Basically, we are transferring our trust. We stop trusting in ourselves for salvation, and we start trusting in God. Why? Because God is the one on the throne. God is the one who saves. God does everything for our salvation. We can do nothing to save ourselves. So we are trusting in Christ to save us because only Christ can save us. But if you notice something, notice how faith and repentance goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. They're connected. Think about something. One can say they have faith in Jesus Christ, but if that person does not repent of sin, turning from sin and turning to Jesus Christ, they don't have true faith in Christ. Because true faith will lead you to repent. You have to have faith to repent. Likewise, if one says they repent of their sins, but they never turn to Christ, they've never repented. Because true repentance comes by faith in Christ. You cannot have true repentance without faith in Christ. You cannot have true faith in Christ without repentance. Why? Because that is how God set up his plan of salvation. Everything is tied to faith and everything is tied to Jesus Christ. You have to have faith in Christ and you have to 
repent to show your faith in Christ. Faith leads to repentance. And repentance and faith go together. And look at what Paul states. He said that God admonishes all men everywhere to repent. God calls, admonishes for all to turn from sin and turn to Jesus Christ. But what is this admonishment? What does this mean? That he admonishes us to repent. Look at Psalm 95, verses 7 and 8. This pretty much tells us about this admonishment. And we can also see it in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. In Psalm 95, the psalmist writes in verses 7 and 8, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. A hard heart keeps you from repenting. A hard heart <coughs> keeps you from faith. A hard heart keeps you in sin. And this is repeated in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. It's written, wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, notice that, as the Holy Ghost saith, the call of the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Today, if you shall hear his voice, whose voice? The voice of God. The voice of God calling you to repentance. If you hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation according to the day of the temptation in the wilderness. But think about what the writer of Hebrews is saying here. He's saying, don't harden your heart like the Hebrews did when they were in the wilderness and tempted from, from idols. What happened? They fell to the idols and turned from God, and God punished them. <clears throat> A hard heart goes against faith. A hard heart keeps one from repenting. Why? Because when one hardens their heart, now think about this, someone hears the gospel. They hear the gospel, and we see it all the time. They hear the gospel. Instead of turning to Jesus Christ, they continue in sin. That's hardening your heart. They hear the gospel. And they say, I don't need Christ. That's hardening your heart. A hard heart keeps you from repenting. A hard heart keeps you from turning from sin and turning to Christ in faith. Instead, when we hear the call of the Holy Spirit, when we're convicted of sin, we are to turn from sin and turn to Jesus Christ. But I want you to think about something. 
one cannot truly repent, one cannot truly turn to Jesus Christ without being convicted by the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> you have to hear the call of the Holy Spirit. But when we hear the call of the Holy Spirit, we're not to harden heart. We're to turn to Jesus Christ and open our heart to him. How many times have we witnessed people under conviction who sit there and squirm in their seat? What they're doing is they're hardening their heart. And the more you harden your heart, the easier it is for you to harden your heart. Once we hear the call of the Holy Spirit, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, we are to turn to Christ, opening our heart to him, repenting of our sin, and turning to Christ in, here's the word, faith. Faith. Repentance and faith. Faith and repentance. In faith we repent, and our repentance shows our faith in Christ. But why do we need to repent? Why do we need to repent? Remember what we looked at this morning. John 3.18. We need to repent because we're under condemnation. We need faith in Christ. We need to turn to Christ in faith because we're under condemnation. Already condemned is what Christ tells us. We're already condemned. When one is lost, they are already condemned. Basically, you can say it this way. When one is born, they're already condemned. When they reach the age of accountability and know right from wrong, good from evil, that's when the sin nature takes hold. But we're already under condemnation. And when someone who is lost hears the gospel and they reject Christ, they're already condemned. They're already under condemnation. But they're under condemnation also for rejecting the call of the Holy Spirit and rejecting Jesus Christ. Why? Because they have trodden underfoot the blood of the sacrifice. But God admonishes us to repent for another reason. Look at what Paul writes in verse 31. Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. By that man... Whom he hath appointed, who is that man whom he hath appointed? Jesus Christ, his son. Christ is the judge. Whereof he hath given an assurance to all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. How do we know that Christ is going to be the judge? Because God raised him from the dead. Proving that Jesus Christ is the son and all judgment is given into his hand. God admonishes us to repent because there is a day when Christ will judge. 
And every day that passes is a day that we get closer and closer to judgment. But this verse is speaking of the last judgment, the great white throne judgment, the judgment of the lost. If one hardens their hearts, turns from faith and repentance in Christ, Paul is telling us they are going to face Christ in judgment. Think about that. The one they reject, the one who died for them, and in hearing the gospel message, they reject his sacrifice, is the same one they are going to be judged by. As the writer of Hebrews says, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Especially if you have rejected the sacrifice after hearing the gospel. Why? Because they will be face to face with the one who died for them and they rejected it. That's why God admonishes all men everywhere to repent. Because of that coming judgment. Because if you're at that judgment, what happens? Christ will call upon you and tell you, depart from me, I never knew you. And then they will be cast into the lake of fire for eternity. But it need not be that way. All one must do is turn to Christ in faith and repent. Receiving his gift of eternal life. having faith in the one who died on the cross and shed his blood and rose the third day. So if you hear the call of the Holy Spirit, do not reject that call. <coughs> Instead, turn to Christ in faith and repent. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, we just come before you and we just thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight as we go into this time of invitation. Again, Lord, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, you would speak to their hearts. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Number 280, Jesus, keep me near the cross.